Hello. Well, episode four of my podcast. Thank you for for listening. I apologize for um, missing a week, um, but I also never agreed to do it once a week in the first place. So so manage your expectations. Yeah, I don't owe you anything. And I know that there are. I know that there are at least two people that listen to this. So <laughs> so and I am. Uh, I I apologize for not doing it last week. What day are we today? Monday. Yeah, I just didn't feel like it. And that's that. I don't know what it was. I, I I think I don't really feel like I've got enough to say, really. Like, I, I, I'm just like, why would anybody listen to this? Like, why am I mm. doing this? Who do I think I am? Mm. I listen to a podcast with somebody, and I'm like, who do they think they are? <laughs> you know? And they're famous. And they, they're interesting. Uh, so why would you listen to me? <laughs> I wish I had that gene in me that was like, Everyone fucking loves me. They must, they, like, they're begging for it. They love me. Like, people want to see, people want more of me. That's what they need. Is that a gene or is that, like, um, mental a mental health issue? <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, I wouldn't mind some of it. I have the opposite of whatever that is. I wouldn't want to impose any of my shit on you. Mm-hmm. But I, I do, I, I'm doing this for me, mostly. You know, I think in the first episode or second, I can't remember, I, I was saying how I... I have this fantasy of having a radio show and being able to play music and you know I can't really do that here but I do I am able to like express myself through doing this and you don't have to listen to it so so here's a clip yeah okay let's start with a clip why not
All right, well, that was a clip. No idea what I'm going to put there yet. Um, I haven't been working on anything because I don't want to. What have you been doing? I've been playing a lot of video games. Yeah? What's got your... I'm playing attention. RuneScape again. Old school RuneScape. I'm never sure if people actually give a shit. Like, when, when I talk about video games, games that I love, I have to remind myself that if somebody's never even heard of this game... Some people don't have, don't like playing video games. If they've never heard of it, and I'm describing it in detail, it's probably really fucking boring. But for those who do know what it is, they know how addictive it is. It's just basically like I was saying to you the other day how it's designed. It's like somebody's designed this a game for my brain. They've they've taken like an image of my brain, and then ran software. Put, put that skin. image through software, and this software has come out with this game. Mm. I don't even consider it a game because half the time it's not even not even fun. Like, <laughs> it's at work, but I fucking love it. Like, it makes me so happy. It really does make me happy. I really look forward to playing it, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like putting a lot of energy into it. Um, so I've been doing that. I was doing my acting. I, I did my class. Which, which ended a week ago with a showcase online, which went, I don't know, I think it went quite well. Like I did a scene with, with, with a member of the class, John. We did uh, a scene from Seven. It was assigned to us by, the, by James, our teacher, James Rose. Uh, he assigned the role of Mills to me, Brad Pitt's character, sure. I mean. Just based off of looks alone. I know. <laughs> And John's character was Somerset, Morgan Freeman's character. And, you know, to begin with, you're like, I've seen this scene. It's fairly straightforward. You could take any scene or any monologue and think that, and then you start working on it, and it's like, oh, well, these are two human beings. So it's, it's a, mm. it doesn't get more complex than two human beings. Like, you, mm. could, you could have a scene with two people talking about what they have for breakfast, and there's just so much there. Mm. so so but I really struggled this time to do to do the work like I was just really really struggling to focus is that uh, because of games or no I don't think so I, I, I don't I just I don't know I don't have much energy like cre creative energy right now it's so difficult to I think I'm I have very low self-esteem at the moment so I'm, I'm I have a bit of like why should I do this mm. who cares I don't care right now, so who cares? Why should I do this? Right. And where's like the low self-esteem being fueled? It's just the way that I am. I've, I've always, I've always had it. Like I've always been very, very critical. It's, it's ingrained in me, and um, it's not my fault. I understand that. You know, it's the way that I was taught, taught to think about myself. So it, it, it's hard to get out of. Um, being alone or being in lockdown, not being seen, not being dressed up, not having things to go to or get excited about. Yeah, there's a bit of that, yeah. It does help to be able to, yeah, to be able to socialize and to be able to express yourself that way. Like, yeah, like you said, like dressing up, like getting to wear nice clothes basically is a form of expression. It's mm. a big, big form of expression. It is for me. And so when I'm wearing, like, I'm just wearing whatever is most comfortable at the moment. Like, I'm not shaving. I'm, I'm not, like, 
I'm still trying to take care of myself, but I look in the mirror and I'm just like, it's over. <laughs> um, so there's a lot going on. There's a lot of like self kind of hatred and reflection. And um, it's really hard to, to come out of, you know, the body dysmorphia is real. I'm struggling with that. I mean, I'm trying to work on it like through therapy, CBT therapy. And sorry, our dog is just climbing everywhere. Yeah, he's like a fucking two-year-old. Yeah, it. It's just difficult. It's difficult to get through a lot, and when you have a lot to get through, and um, there's not much relief at the moment. So that affects my creativity massively when I f when I feel like there's no point, you know, when it. Because I, I have I have it in me. I, I will I will always have an in me a, a drive to create or be creative in me. But when I start to think about like it's no good, no one's gonna care. Um, it's it's just no good. Then that takes it away, and I just I just prefer not to do anything. Um, I do whatever's easiest. Also, all that aside, your showcase was really good for not really having put in all of the work that you wanted to or feeling good about yourself. You did a really good job. And well, thanks. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, yeah, I think, I think I did. I did a, uh, a monologue as well. Yeah. From, um, turned out it was from the Irishman. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what it was. I asked not to be told what it was before because there's a tendency, if you know what it is, like Hamlet, you know what it is, you go and research it, but you research the role you're not researching the character like and and you can really get stuck by doing that i did that with hamlet like, i got obsessed with richard burton's is it richard burton is that his name the welsh actor i think so yeah i got obsessed with richard burton's um portrayal because yeah, it was just so good and and then i started trying to like i'm not trying to copy it but like trying to trying to include it and that's not what you're supposed to do. Like you're supposed to do it like there's never these like those words have never been said before. This, they're supposed to be your words, and and you know, so you're supposed to memorize the monologue to the point where you don't even need to think about the words, and then and then you align yourself emotionally with the character and their objective, and you just try and achieve your your objective through the through the words. So I didn't want to know what it was, um, which actually I think actually did help. Um, because I did it in a way that was turned out was different from the mm. way it is in the scene. The way it is in the scene is like very uh, physical and very kind of a lot more aggressive. And I did it a bit more. Um, I was a bit more kind of sensitive and a bit more poetic, like without sounding really pretentious. I think it was a bit. It was a little bit more melancholy and a bit more. You know, the monologue is about how his the people around him are fucked up and. And he's going to jail because of it, and he's calling them out. And you know, he's calling them motherfuckers. And you're, you know, you're. I'm sat in a room full of idiots, all that kind of stuff. Where I was a bit more like, I'm really fucking like, I'm actually, I'm going, to, I'm going to jail, and like, you've really fucked it, and I don't want to go to jail. Mm. You know, I, like, and how could you do this to me? You've been fucking, you, you've ruined my life. But also, like, I'm an idiot for trusting you in the first place. So I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed it, but it was hard. It was just hard this time. My memory is not good at the moment either. Like, I was speaking to somebody about that recently. About it was Gus actually about 
my memory and during lockdown and Gus was saying that he thought a similar thing and that it's just not like not as sharp your short-term memory for me yeah yeah it was just not as sharp because mm. I'm just don't need to you be. Know, I'm like a, I'm like I'm like a rubber or like an eraser that's just rolled down a hill and I just become softer around the edges and and a bit a bit um, frayed we need to pause this Okay, we're, we're back. We had to pause because Raph is just doing our head in. He's not getting attention and he's just He starts acting stuff. up because he knows that we'll respond. Yeah. Um, and he's smart. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did that. I did the acting, whatever. And now I'm just, I'm just waiting. I had an x-ray today on my toe and it's healing. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Um, back to the walks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been nice, actually. We started litter picking. <laughs> yeah, we did. That's just, it was your idea. It's such a good idea. Such a good idea to just buy, you know, there's like grabby, grabby things yeah. and some, some bin bags with a little hoop so you can like hold the bag open. And, you know, we walk around the woods about an hour, hour and a half. You might as well pick up litter while you're doing it. Yeah. And you, we filled a bag of, a bin bag about three quarters full of yeah. trash. And I think we could have gotten more, but the park was closed the day before, and so for a couple of days because yeah. of the wind. Yeah, yeah, there was not much, and and all the bins were empty. So I got I got a sense that they'd already been cleared. But we got we got three quarters of a bag, and yeah. I think I think tomorrow when we go because we didn't go this morning, I think tomorrow will be there'll be a bit more because the weekend and stuff. So it's actually like very cathartic, and it's really fun. It's really weird. Like you're like cleaning the park, and it's not difficult. It's like a passive kind of skill. Mm. You're just doing it without thinking about it. And this woman like thanked us. She like walked past <laughs> and was like, thank you. And it was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. Because <laughs> we used to complain about it so much too because Raph, you know, eats absolute garbage. Yeah, like when people take a shit in the bush. <laughs> and Raph eats it. <laughs> yeah, and then gets violently ill. We're not picking up shit. No, no. <laughs> But, um, yeah, there's just trash everywhere because people are fucking stupid. Yeah. And they don't give a fuck. Gross. Um, Gross humans. It's disgusting. Littering is disgusting. Like, it should be, you should be publicly shamed, like, for it. There's, like, yeah. there's no punishment for it. Well, technically I mean, if you're stood is. next to a, a policeman and you throw a McDonald's wrap yeah. on the ground, he's going to tell you off. Yeah. And that's the trouble. You can't see people doing it, but... We need, I think we should start, We, sh you know, if I was prime minister, if I was mayor, I would make it mandatory that any park you went to, we talked about this, mm. like having, so it, when you enter the park, there is a, some kind of box that has these grabbies. You can like take a bag mm -hmm. and you just collect litter as you go and you yeah. put it back. You know, we trust you to put it, to put the grabber back and not take it home or fucking destroy it because yeah. you're bored. And it would be mandatory for you to enjoy a park. You've got to pick up your litter. And it would also discourage to, to people to throw litter on the ground because they don't want to pick it up. Yeah. There's bins. Like, there's, the park that we, the, where we used to live, opposite. There was, there was trash just next to the bin on the ground, and the bin was empty. It really, really, really winds me up, throwing, just throwing your shit on the ground. And it's plastic as well. It's and it's horrible. just... Like, this, there should be... People shouldn't be afraid to say like and call people out for it either. I think that's the thing because it has to come from 
people have to know that they can't do it. And I think the only way is for them to know that like, if they get caught, they get punished or, you know, people, I, like, I wish I had the balls to like call someone out and be like, fucking pick it up. Mm. And we picked up a lot of like the same stuff over and over again, like Haribo bags and um, crisp bags and face masks. Yeah, it's masks. all stuff like that. Like a lot of like sweet wrappers, candy wrappers, like crisp packets. Yeah. Um, like Caprison fucking things. Yeah. I think, I, I think it was in that David Sedaris book, which is where I got the idea from, was that he was talking about what kind of trash he was picking up, which we talked about. And it yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. The, you know, you assume it was like Tesco bags, but it was actually Waitrose bags and, and yeah, yeah. the stereotypes are Self-titled. Actually, yeah. Self-entitled. Yeah. I mean, the, the people think that there's like a difference in like maybe, maybe, you're wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, yeah. But, it, but it's, there's not. Yeah. If anything, the, the more privileged you are, the less you give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Because you're used to just getting away with whatever. You'll pay, you'll pay the fine. Yeah. <laughs> your perspective is just like way off um the more than living in the real world so that's it's good I, I enjoy it i actually look forward to doing it and it helps yeah so yeah my x-ray was fine and i was just like i had to be careful because of playing drums the way that i play like i use the front of my on the, for the kick drum i use the front of my foot so i don't i don't have my foot flat on the pedal like you're mm. supposed to because i wasn't taught so i just i just played however and that was just the seems to me more efficient to like use the front of your foot you got more control over it mm, there's like less driving. to move yeah yeah you, there's less muscles i don't know it's just more comfortable so i had to be careful that it healed properly and it's still it's still fractured i was quite surprised it's still fractured but it's it's not painful at all so it's still healing so what i'm doing really is just waiting and we finished your honor yeah we finished your honor the, the tv show Brian Cranston, Michael Michael Stahlberg is, he might be my favorite working actor. Wow, that's yeah. a big statement. It is. Because you're a big Adam Driver fan. I am. Yeah, I am. Big, big Adam Driver. There's a lot of, there's a lot of amazing actors. And yeah, he, he there's something about him. Yeah, that show was uh, disappointing. <laughs> Yeah, maybe like spoiler alert, spoiler alert if we're going to talk about the show. Like, I th I really enjoyed it, but the last two episodes are just. Well, they said that like, the pandemic happened while they were shooting. Yeah. And it really, you can tell. You can you see. You can really tell. Like, it's almost like it, the pandemic hit. They realized that they weren't going to be able to, to film a lot of the scenes. But what they did was they filmed parts of scenes and then put them before the episode saying like previously on. Yeah. And then they'd show a clip that never existed. Yeah, it's And it wild. was really confusing. <laughs> like episode eight, I think it was eight or seven or eight, on the previously on, there was a clip of a detective <laughs> going through a case that we'd never seen. Yeah. And it's like, hang on, that, but that's... It never happened. It never happened. And then I think the second to last episode, there was, there was a point where the, the, the son of the judge was, was going to meet the the father of mm -hmm. his new girlfriend who is a mob boss and if you watch it you'll know who this why this is important you know the, the mob boss is michael stolberg's character is like i want to meet him yeah and and then that didn't happen <laughs> it just never happened. they never met and then the last two episodes there's just loads of stuff that never happened yeah and there's a lot left open yeah but it also ended 
they they try it's they just i think they try to scramble toward the end of like, how are we going to finish this yeah which, which is really disappointing i understand that like and this was at the beginning of the pandemic when yeah there was no fucking vaccines no treatment nothing it was just it was terrifying so i understand but we invested i really loved loved it up until yeah. up until then um brian cranston's amazing him and michael Stolberg like yeah, he plays like a another version of a of a Walter White esque character. I mean, kind of. I mean, it's like a you know a moral man having to make immoral living decisions. multiple lives. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, the son it was the most infuriating character Horrible. in TV ever. Horrible. It was impossible to watch. Like he just was the most annoying, just the most annoying guy. Like he made the most stupidest decision. Not only is it like. His character didn't make stupid decisions. The writers made stupid decisions. Like, yeah, it was bad. Just really stupid shit. And like last episode of him turning his phone off whilst he walks into the fucking lion's den. And his dad's... It's like, why would you do that? Yeah. You just wouldn't ever do that. It just didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense, but... But I also kind of wish there will be a second season so that they can, like, clarify all that. Right, maybe there will be, but, but they ended on a pretty big... Yeah. You know, I don't really know... What else they can pick up from, and I'm kind of like, unless the, unless they're able to like actually sort it out, I don't want to know. Mm. I don't want to be like led along again, like stringed along, strung along, <laughs> strung along, along, strangled along. After we yeah we finished one division and then now we're kind of we're still in Soprano territory. Yeah, I'm gonna leave you behind if you're not. Yeah, you're I don't not really care. On the Soprano train. You're off. I, I like it, but it, it, it there's there are things about it that annoy me. Like there's just this certain characters that just annoy me, and and I'm very very picky when it comes to TV and films that I want to watch. If I don't like it, I'm not going to watch it. So yeah, weather's been absolute dog shit. It's horrible. Yeah, London is oh unpleasant. Fucking toilet. <laughs> Yeah, I'm bored of it, but we're we're going to Berkeley in um, June. Yes, Tahoe, Lake Tahoe, which mm. is where you're from. From Berkeley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, be a random place to go. <laughs> Not really though, San Francisco, Oakland. Yeah, yeah, but I need you need a reason to go. To, you don't go on holiday to San Francisco. Some do. Maybe I, I guess if you're like in the U.S. and you're like kind of doing a road trip kind of thing, then yeah. It's a big destination. For what? For gay stuff. <laughs> um, I'm being like, I, I don't know. The Golden know. Gate Bridge is like one of yeah. the seven wonders of the world. Yeah, yeah. So. Is it? I think so. Did I make <laughs> that up? <laughs> is it? Like I'm, alongside the pyramids? like. Yeah. I, what are the seven wonders of the world? Like the I feel like Great Mount Wall of China. Yeah, Mount Rushmore, Great Wall of China must be one. Grand Canyon? Probably. Are the wonders supposed to be man-made or not? I, well, Maybe yeah. there's, I think they're actually man-made and then non-man-made ones. I think they have two. There's 14 ones. Right. Is, is the like the big statue in Rio de, Rio de, de Janeiro? The big statue? The big, yeah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. Also, it's subjective, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like the natural wonders of the world are wonders. The natural wonders, yeah, yeah, like Niagara Falls or something. I don't know. We're just talking shit now. <laughs> well, then, yeah. What's new? <laughs> so uh, everything's been so important up until this. 
we play a clip? Yeah, why not? <laughs> We're back. What a great clip. And we're back. <laughs> What's that from? And we're back. Um, uh, Kramer, Seinfeld. Mm. When he's doing the Merv Griffin show. He's eating pretzels. But we're back. Um, yeah. What should we go into? Do you want to talk about your face? <laughs> oh, you mean like surgery? Is that like, it's, no. is that too heavy? No, I don't think so. No, I mean. We've teased it before. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so almost two years ago, it was May 15th, 2019. Yeah. Um, I had double, so the technical term is maxillary mandibular osteotomy. So I had my lower jaw and my upper jaw, my, mandib my mandible extended and brought forward because I had an overbite quite a severe overbite which caused a lot of grief with sleeping mainly i had sleep apnea mm -hmm. my airways were being restricted when i would lay down and um and it also caused it was very hard to eat a lot of stuff i couldn't actually yeah. bite into anything because yeah. my it was getting further and further back as my bottom jaw was getting further and further back so i couldn't say bite into an apple because my bottom teeth were just too far from my top teeth and my bottom teeth were hitting the roof of my mouth. Yeah, when you said that to me, that was wild. I didn't picture it. Yeah, and to me, that was normal as well. So I didn't actually know, I didn't really realize what a problem it was until I saw an orthodontist. What happened was, like, I feel like probably, this is about six or seven years ago now, I just hadn't been to the dentist in a long time. And so, you know, I was making a bit of money, sure. I went to Harley Street and, to, and just, I booked an appointment with a dentist on Harley Street. It's actually not that expensive. And they saw me and they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, time out. What the. So you have a traumatic overbite. My teeth were like minging, but they weren't, <laughs> they weren't like destroyed or anything. They were just unclean. They were like, you're going to need braces at the least. Mm. So he referred me to an orthodontist who was like, okay, so you're going to need braces and you're going to need, you know, the rubber bands to to try and bring your jaw forward. And if we can, we're gonna try and avoid surgery. And that's kind of all he said. And, and you know, they did x-rays and all that kind of thing. And I saw a hygienist, they cleaned my teeth up. And so I started with braces to straighten my teeth and kind of move them where they needed to move. And then did, my jaw just wasn't gonna move. And so 2018, they, they basically just explained to me what the surgery would involve. And at the time, obviously nobody wants surgery, but I was like, well, 
sound shit, but it's probably not that big of a deal. Like, I can do it, you know. I didn't really think about it. You had the year off. Yeah, we, yeah, it was... Well, this is, I'm talking about 2018 when they told me. Oh, right. I was like, okay, well, yeah. And the orthodontist was like, okay, well, I'm going to send you information about it. Go home and think about it and read about it. And I was like... I, I'm really impatient, and so I was like, just let's just do it, you know. And so I, I, you know, I went home and read because he was like, you need to make sure that this is what you want to do. And I thought he was just being very, very professional and being like very fair because it costs quite a lot of money. Because mm. you know, I, you can do it on the NHS, but it'll take years. The waiting list will be so long, and there's a certain age limit that you can't really. Mm. Once you go beyond that, you can't really do it. And so I went home and thought about it and I read the shit about it and I was like, yeah, well, if, if this is what I need, then then I need to do it. So, so it took about a year to actually get the appointment because I had to be referred to a surgeon in Barcelona where I had it done. They referred me there and I went through the process of emailing and I had to do a lot of like forms and set up the you know, the flights, all that kind of thing, the hotel, whatever, um, the, the Airbnb, whatever, all that kind of stuff. And my orthodontist was sending the x-rays and things like that. And so, yeah, during our year, year off, the band's year off at the end of 2018, I think. I think it was the beginning of... We, we started the year off at the end of end of the year. The Royal Albert Hall was the last show. Oh, right. I can't remember if it was 18 or 19. It must have been... Yeah, end of eight, end of eight, end of 2018, we started our year off. We didn't actually agree to year. We didn't actually say we were going to take a year off. We just ended up taking a year off. We knew we were going to have time off, so we took time off. And I booked the surgery for May 15th, and I just kind of went along with it. And we went to Barcelona, and you know, I met with a surgeon who was really nice, and I also knew that he was the best in the world. Mm. That's why I went there. They did like imaging of my whole head and x-rays of my whole head and so during the meeting you know he brings up my head on the screen and stuff and he literally and he pull he moves my moves my face and my jaw to where he's going to move it to and i was quite shocked i was quite like wow shit yeah you're gonna mm -hmm. actually i'm gonna look different like i'm gonna be i'm gonna have a different face a whole new profile yeah um it was quite a shock and but I was still like completely underestimated what I, what what the surgery would be, and yeah, <laughs> you know he was like, you need to make sure that you're ready to do this. You know, you need to be make sure you're healthy enough, and I was, and you know, and then and then stayed overnight, and then the next morning I went down, and I was absolutely fucking terrified because I, I I've had surgery in the past, and general anaesthetic is just to me the worst thing. I just absolutely hate. I don't know what it is. I think it's control. I don't know. I don't, maybe I don't trust people. Mm. But being put to sleep is just, for me, really terrifying. And I was shaking. Like I remember waking up and I was just, I was shaking with anxiety and fear. And I was in Spain and a lot of the surgeons and nurses weren't speaking English. So yeah. you go, th and it's, for, for, for this surgeon, it's not necessarily routine. It's not a wisdom tooth. But he's done it. This is what he does. He's mm -hmm. done it hundreds of times. And so I got taken into the like pre-theater, whatever. And I'm laying there and I'm on my own and I'm shaking and I'm so, I'm so nervous because they're not speaking English to me. So I don't know. They're putting something in my arm and I'm like, are you putting me to sleep now? I don't know. Mm. 
and I and I kept trying to say to them, I'm really, really nervous. Like, can you please just, can you give me something to help? Mm. And they didn't. And then you get wheeled in and then you realize you're in the theater and at any moment they're going to, they're going to put this anesthetic into you. And obviously the, you, you, you go to sleep and you don't really know you're going to sleep. You know, or you feel the cold anesthetic kind of go through your body mm. and then you, you drift off. And then I woke up and then it just, the shit hit the fan and it was, yeah. actually it was, it was a few days after when the shit hit the fan, but I remember waking up and, and being like, oh my God, like, well, I, you know, I couldn't open my mouth for six months. Like we were in Barcelona for two weeks. Like the first two weeks I had my jaw shut, like it was shut with rubber bands that were. You had a literal screw in your uh, right under your bottom teeth just into your, your like a face. phillips like a screw yeah a little screw yeah a screw in in my bottom because i have i have metal plates in my in my jaw in my in my lower jaw on my up in my mandibular in my skull basically because they broke the bones yeah both your jaw bones yeah and move everything around and then screw it all in so i have like 18 screws in my in my titanium screws in my head were so miserable it was so sad yeah yeah i mean your i couldn't face, eat your head was so big yeah the swelling was <laughs> fucking insane it was so painful like i couldn't believe it i was we were in the airbnb and like in the middle of like the party district of barcelona which we, yeah, we didn't picked know the wrong place on the fifth floor with no elevator yeah yeah and and <laughs> I mean, I can't even describe it. Like the the recovery was just, I couldn't sit upright. I sorry, I couldn't lay down, so I couldn't sleep. Yeah. I had to sit upright because the up. blood would just run down my throat. Yeah, coughing up. Yeah, every night blood. for hours, I was coughing up blood. I was like, fluid was coming up. Because you're supposed to throw up the blood after the surgery because you swallow so much of it yeah. in your sleep, and you never did that. No, no, it just. Yeah, it was hell, honestly. Like, it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, the hardest. The, I, there was a lot of hardship, but I couldn't. I was getting really sore lips and like a really sore tongue because I couldn't close. I couldn't close my mouth. But I, it's hard to just go. Yours is broken. You might, yeah. Um, I couldn't cl close my lips, and so I was getting sores in my mouth because I was breathing. When I did fall asleep, I'd be asleep with my mouth wide open. And so I was constantly, but I also couldn't swallow for like the first two or three days it's because I couldn't, numb. my mouth was completely, I couldn't move my mouth at all. And I lost 10 kilos in two or three months. I weigh 74 kilos. I, was, I went down to 64 kilos um, because I, all I could do for food was you were making smoothies and I, and I was spooning like a teaspoon at a time into my into my mouth and holding my head back and just trying to swallow it but I wasn't hungry either because I was all fucked up on painkillers and like tramadol and stuff yeah and you didn't know how to swallow because you couldn't feel your mouth so you couldn't feel where your tongue was I had to like try and guide yeah the soup back into your throat and tell you okay this is when you yeah. swallow and yeah it, yeah it was it was it was horrible and but I was encouraged to like walk around to get my blood flow going and like because the, the swelling was so intense and also I can't take anti-inflammatories yeah because of my transplant so usually you would take on strong anti-inflammatories and it would help with the swelling yeah I couldn't do that so the swelling 
it's still it actually it's actually still here a little bit almost two years later so minor here now yeah it's yeah. minor now yeah yeah so Barcelona was miserable and then when I started to like be able to walk around a little bit I was so fragile and also I was really really self-conscious of my face like just I didn't want anybody to see me so I wore I was wearing face masks like for a while like the flight back like then we got home and I started to feel a lot better once I got home because we were at home but I was still it was it was about a year until I was chewing mm. in a way that was like with any kind of impact like yeah even now like I find it hard to chew certain things because my jaw starts to ache and and then I had to slowly get my strength back up so I was just eating whatever I could I was eating like baked beans and mashed potato and just really everything that was anything that was really really soft it was tough but it was worth it now I have no sleep apnea at all I can sleep better when I can sleep I can I can eat better in comparison now yeah you had never bitten into an apple before no no I can do that now it's very odd yeah like I'm aware of how much of a tool your mouth is mm. like it's a real like utility being able, being able to like use your front teeth <laughs> I have a really really strong bite now yeah and I'm used to it now I mean my bottom lip and my chin is still completely numb yeah I don't have any feeling in my lip it's... which is which is difficult because I have to if whenever I'm drinking liquid I have to keep checking my chin yeah you do a thing where you kind of stick your tongue out first to see if to feel where the, the glass is yeah. yeah like a snake yeah. <laughs> like a blind snake yeah so there are difficulties but one of the biggest things to be honest is actually seeing people who i haven't seen in a while mm. that's really difficult because because I, I i it's a weird thing where i have obviously like i obviously look different yeah but people might not be able to figure out why and that freaks me out and I don't want people to be like what the fuck like, like, are right. you, are like what what like, it's so weird because there's there's no visible injury or there's no kind of you know mm. I just look I have my my jaw is further forward and I have a different profile so I have to try and like brief people without it being weird that's why you like posted on Instagram about it yeah originally. yeah yeah exactly it was a way to like show people that I look different this is why yeah because I get really nervous about seeing people and some people I don't know well enough either to let them know beforehand mm. you know like my lawyer for example like I saw him and he didn't know and I didn't I don't know him that well to email him ahead of time and be, maybe I could have done he's a nice guy but I didn't and so I, I'm like nervous about the meeting because I'm nervous about being in a room with him and him looking at me and being like what the fuck mm. and he, he didn't say anything like that but you can definitely tell that they're like wow like, I don't know what's I mean it's the hardest thing I don't know I mean at the time I was like this is the hardest thing I've ever done and I and I started to regret it a little bit during the recovery I remember, I remember having to go back in to the hospital a few days after the surgery because you have to go in and get like um, b12 shots and things um, I went in and I was really fragile and I actually passed out mm. I passed out at one point because I was just so exhausted and like malnourished. But I went in and they, they were like, you know, they, they wanted to give me the B12 shot, which they do in your ass. Yeah. And uh, that was so sad. I started crying. Yeah, because they, they, they were like, okay, like if you just want to stand against the table and, and lower your trousers, 
And I stood there with my hands on the on the table, with my trousers down, Seriously. waiting to get waiting for more pain to come. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't do this. I I, I can't do it. And I st- I was crying and. It all just kind of built and built and built, and I was like, F- "This is so horrible!" Like it's overwhelming because you didn't really know, like I didn't think I was ever gonna get. I didn't think I was ever gonna be able to get over it, the recovery of it. I just didn't think it was ever gonna yeah. get any better, and that was really worrying. Like being able, you know, trying to eat chips and being like, "I can't even eat chips." Six months later, like it really is. The surgeon was like, "This is the one of the hardest surgeries to recover from." Like. And you might be surprised by that, but it is. It mm. just having, basically having your skull taken apart from the bottom and moved, it just, it's unprecedented what I had, what I had to go through. And, and But it was worth it. And, and I'm glad that I did it. And, I, and part of me actually, I quite like the way that I look. You I quite can. like having a more kind of defined jaw, mm-hmm. but it just takes time to like, you know, there's still a lot of people that I haven't seen yet. You know, a lot of our crew, because we took that year off then COVID, mm-hmm. a lot of our crew that I haven't seen. Also, I'm going to be fucking three years older. Also, by the time, you know, next year, I'm going to be four years older. But if I- anything, like, it's made you, I feel like the, like, inflammation made your skin, like, it did at the it's time. like less, I mean, not that you were wrinkly before, but I feel like it's just taken away any potential of wrinkle. Yeah, I mean, it's I younger. Mean, yeah. I mean, I'd rather not have puffy, pu- a puffy face. <laughs> just Hollywood, just a little bit. I know what you mean, though. Yeah. So once I've seen everybody that I've ever met, yeah, I'll be, I'll be fine. Um. So you recently got a letter with a copy of your diagnosis that you got back in two thousand ten. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, it was a well, yeah, it was diagnosed Asperger's diagnosis. Which, yeah. which happened in 2010. I understand that now apparently it's not called Asperger's, it's ASD-1. Oh. Yeah, Autistic Spectrum Disorder 1. I think that's what it stands for. Mm. I think there was something to do with... I think Asperger's is it's named after the, a guy that, that, that decided that, that Asperger's was a thing when autism is a thing. And I think the reason now is because Asperger's is, is, a, is a form of autism. Mm. Um, it's kind of irrelevant, right? Spectrum. I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, I asked them. It was in Sheffield. There's a big autism um, center, diagnosis center, like a support center. I was referred there in 2010 from the counselor at university after after I had my huge panic attack, um, which I think I've talked about. Um, I was having counseling and, and, and she referred me to them um, for a diagnosis and it took took over a year. There's a lot of like screening, a lot of questionnaires and a lot of kind of meetings with them and, and they di- yeah, they diagnosed it and I just lost the paperwork over the years and recently I've been talking about it with my therapist and it's a funny thing because to me it makes sense but it doesn't change anything. A diagnosis it's mm. not like it, it's not like it helps I mean in some ways it might it, it does in that it kind of and I know that I'm not fucking you know that I'm not insane mm. um, and that there are reasons why I behave in certain ways and it does help with that and I'm able to like give myself a bit of slack I think it helps with people 
being able to understand you as well as far as there are certain things that make sense to you and explaining that is difficult but yeah because it's the way that I am is the way that I am and like and and I don't necessarily notice that that I the way that I may my the way that I um do things might be a bit different or sometimes a bit problem a bit can be a problem for other people I know that like I can come across quite quite blunt and quite I think sometimes quite aggressive in the way that I in, in my bluntness sometimes like stubborn yes exactly and I hate the thought that people think that I'm just being a dick or that I'm just being like inconsiderate I'm not like I'm really really trying to think like of the best way to respond it happens a lot with like band communication like emails and whatsapp it's very 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 difficult for me to be like anything other than just straight to the point and honest mm. and i don't really see the point in I, i'm not having i don't want to have a a chat with you ever <laughs> <laughs> in 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 whatsapp this isn't a band specifically but i don't want to have a it's i don't everyone yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to have a chat over WhatsApp. I like sharing things with people. I like sharing information, like images, music. But I find it really hard to like fluff anything. So I might, I might respond to an email and be like, no, no. Or let's do this. Or I'm going to do that. Or you should do that. Whereas some people are a bit better at being like, maybe we need, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to get to the specifics of email. But you know, you know, I think you've noticed that I I have certain ways of like order is a big thing yeah for me and like I I I need to have come I need I get a lot of comfort from doing things repetitively, doing things in a certain way because it feels comfortable like physically and mentally yeah and when those things are moved a little bit, it really really throws me off right but and they make perfect sense to you but yeah. to someone else they seem absolutely arbitrary yeah and so explaining that i think that that yeah artistic... i'm learning that I'm, that I'm learning that i need to sometimes acknowledge that other people's way of doing things is okay as well and that, and that and that they're not necessarily deliberately trying to disrupt me and also that my behavior sometimes might be disruptive mm. So I'm 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 not really aware of it because it's not natural to me to to think you know like this happened the other day like the bins outside yeah you wanted to move the bin to Into the street to a different location of oh, which on the curb yeah so it was out of the the walkway yeah which you know um, really upset you <laughs> yeah it did I couldn't I think we we're on our way to for a walk yeah. And, ha and, and and I have to like I had to just work my way out of it you know I, I, I can't just I can but like it's, it's not natural for me to think well this is why you've done that and I accept that it, to me it's like that's wrong I don't know why you've done that and now I'm now I'm not going to be able to relax until I move it back yeah. um, and that happens with a lot of things but because it's normal to me I don't notice it it's only when I start to get angry or I start to get upset or I start to get really really stressed out over it that it becomes a problem and then we fall out like eating in the eating outside you do not like to eat no outside. I can't stand it no <laughs> I can't stand eating unless I'm sitting down at a table 
I won't eat like if if that's what we're doing. Right. It just it just really it completely it ruins food for you. Yeah, it does. I can't enjoy it no matter what it is. Like we had um this amazing passion fruit <laughs> cruffin and I wanted to take a bite of it on the walk back because we had a coffee and I was like, this is amazing. I want to try this. It looks so good. And it just, it was really good, but I don't even think you acknowledge, you couldn't enjoy it. No, no, it was too, it was windy as well. It's just too chaotic. It's not, I need, I prefer, I have a system, you know, and, and these things are very, very intricate as well. You know, there are things that, that aren't that noticeable. And I think, I think one of the reasons that I've kept a lot of this to myself, because it's hard, it's hard to say to people, like, I'm on the spectrum and, and, and so this is, this is who I am because I worry that people are going to be like, no, you fucking don't like, right. Like a TikTok, like attention seeking kind of, I have autism. Yeah. 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 Here's my stims. Right. Um, yeah, I, I just worry that people are going to be are going to are going to, are going to um, deny it or whatever. So I don't tell people, but actually, it would help. You know, I find it hard working with other people, like really hard. Mm. It's so chaotic, and I can't predict what people are going to do. And my need for order and I plan things ahead in my head to the nth degree, and then as soon as something gets in the way or it disrupts it. I just can't see like why that's happened and why somebody would do that. Like it's just I, you know, like I'm, I, I admit it, it, there's a, there are benefits. I think it's maybe you know in terms of being a musician and being a drummer, it's about order. When I need to be organized, I'm fucking organized. Like I can I can organize the shit out of anything if I need to. On tour, for example, like I never lose anything. Like I have everything. I, I know every, exactly where everything mm -hmm. is. I have a I have a shoulder bag and a suitcase. Yeah, you're a meticulous packer. Yeah, I know where everything is. Everything's fully charged. Like before, like all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to be at the front of the queue before we get on. Like I have to be in my seat. Like I have to just all these things, just to make me feel comfortable. It seems like it relates to your synesthesia too. Like where you're saying that these things have a color or a sound and they need to go together and they need to fit. Yeah, I mean the the, the way that it feels the way that it feels is that sym like symmetry, order, patterns, predictability, um, routine, tactile things that I can I can feel and align with myself. That's where I belong. I don't belong in a spontaneous, chaotic world like you know even like when i think about art like conceptual art to me is like i can i conceptualize it too far where it gets to the point where like i'm trying to split the atom like conceptually mm. um they're just it's black and white to me like i just it's it's this or it's not this and abstraction is a, is in a way like a, a form of that i understand that there's a beauty in, in, in abstraction that is also in a weird way kind of predictable and objective. So it's hard it's hard to de it's hard to describe and I, but I only know the way that I am and I only know the, the, the way that I feel and, and order and routine and you know I have to actively put myself in other people's shoes as well. like I have to really like really like 
and it, to me it's like a skill that I've learned being able to like relate to people like I, 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 I don't even know that I'm really really doing it but it's like an active skill it doesn't come naturally so when people are talking about things I'm trying to think how can I relate to what they're saying so that they know that I'm listening like how yeah. do they know that like I know what that feels like and I just go through like I go through like experiences that I might have had in my head and I'd be like, oh, that's like the time that like I did, that's that's like, I know what that feels like because I've done a similar thing and that means that like I can relate to you. Mm, like you're mimicking yeah. behavior. Yeah, I feel like I have PhD level of like social science skills. Yeah, like, behavioral studies. <laughs> yeah, exact behavior, yeah, exactly. Behavioral studies, like behavioral science because I've had to, like I, I do it subconsciously, like I, I watch, how people behave and I mimic in a nuanced way so they don't know I'm doing it but I don't ever really feel like I fit in like ever with anyone really mm. I have friends that I love and who I admire but it, but it, but there's a separation in terms of that emotionally mm. it's 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 not natural for me to I care about people a lot and I love people a lot and I'm capable of empathy massively yeah um but it's I don't often seek it out you know so talking about like RuneScape for example the, the, the PC game or the game the reason that I absolutely love it so much because it's so soothing to me it's, it's, you're just putting stuff in boxes essentially you're just not literally you're just the, you, at the moment I'm I'm doing a um, there's a version of the game called Iron Man so a normal account you can start and you can basically use real money to pay for coins in the game and you can buy things from the Grand Exchange in the game. So if you need a certain tool, you go to the Grand Exchange and you, and you just buy it. There are certain things that you can't equip until you're a certain skill level on a certain like skill. So if you want to, you can't wield a, like a, 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 a dragon sword until you've actually gotten to a, like a level 70 attack or whatever it is. And but, but you can basically get really far without doing any of the work. And I started doing that, and that's still really fucking hard. But there's a, there's a version of the game called Iron Man where you can't trade anything. You can't buy anything from the Grand Exchange. So you have to do everything manually. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, a, it's a real um, grind. The last two days, I've just, I've just spent fishing and fire making to get my skill levels up to 30. But it's that repetition and that gold, the, 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 the outline of that to me yeah. is where I belong. You know how to get to yeah. B from A because it's laid out for you. Exactly. And I can, yeah. And there's, there's guides online and I, I absolutely love following guides to game, to video games and, and follow and just following the guide because it's just here is a task and now I go and achieve it and it's methodical as fuck. And so that's, that's why, that's what I love doing. And, and there are lots of people that are on the spectrum. That's why it's called spectrum. Like, and I would love to hear from people who are also like on the spectrum or have experiences of it and, and what your experience is and to be able to talk about it because I don't know anyone hmm. that I'm aware of. Like, <laughs> you know, I have friends. I don't have close friends who I often think about how much you like with RuneScape, for example, I play on my own. I don't have friends that, that, that I could play with that, that think in a similar way about it. Mm. 
um, I have friends that play games. So, yeah, I would love to be able to connect with people about it because I think a lot of my a lot of my depression stems from the problems that I have with that I have socially. You know, people who know me might 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 be shocked to hear me say that. Like, I I, I get extremely anxious socially. It's really it's a really big effort for me to 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 to, to blend in. It's an active thing that I have to do. Mm. It doesn't come naturally. Like I feel very uncomfortable a lot of the time. You know, the the the, the fewer the people, the better. I'm best one on one. Two people is okay. Like when it gets more than that, it's difficult. And I tend to just I tend to go in inward. But yeah, I wanted to talk about it for a long time, and and because it's who I am, and and. I'm proud of it, and also like a part of me, we didn't really believe it for a long time as well. I didn't really know what it, what it meant, and because there are a lot, of, like I said, there are a lot of people here on the spectrum. There are a lot of people on the spectrum who have way, way, way harder lives and way harder time, way harder time socializing. You know, you, there are a lot of people who who can't socialize who, who are on the spectrum. People who don't really don't know how to, mm. and they can't. You know they can't really exist in society in, in very easily at all. Yeah, like they I need feel a like lot of help. When we watched um, Love on the Spectrum, yeah, that really opened up like admiration or just like I don't know, just I, I visibility. Yeah, I have so much respect so for those sweet. people, and I also you know like I relate to them as well. And it's hard it's hard to admit that because a lot of people might think you're nothing like that. But I relate to them so mm. much, and like I, I, I might not be like, I might not appear like that. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't live with my parents. Like, uh, you know, I don't. Um. I don't blurt out things that like are at the top of my head. I've learned not to do that. <laughs> I wish I could. Um. I think most people would. Yeah. If you get the reasoning, you just don't. Yeah. You yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. The, the the obsessions about things and the and the. But having to like, I wish, I wish that I could take things, objects or concepts, and literally just like push it into my brain. Like, I wish that I could just like drink it. That's how much I want when I get obsessed with something or how much I love something. That's how much I want to consume it. Mm. And you know, these special, the specialist subject stuff. Like, I have a thousand of them. Yeah. You know, and and I think the RuneScape community. I think a lot of people in that community on the spectrum because like i said it's designed in such a way that it's just perfect mm. um i'm not saying it's exclusively you know you need to be on the spectrum to enjoy it like anybody can enjoy this game yeah but i think from what i've seen anyway from a lot of the um a lot of twitch streamers and like all the guides on youtube and things like that yeah so i'm glad i'm talking about it because fuck fuck not talking about yeah. the things that that matter and that's why i'm doing this yep so I'm exhausted, so I think yeah. I'm going to wrap it up. I'm really trying to do this once a week because I know that like the more that it goes on, the more um, I'll get used to it. So uh, I think I'm going to end with a clip. This, this, this will be clip number three. I hope everyone is well. And um, yeah. Thank you again, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren, for producing. Yeah, it really means a lot. Lauren Schechter from What the Sound. Yeah, What the Sound blog really makes a big difference so i appreciate it lauren and um i will i will talk to you again soon thank you for listening bye bye